following announcement has been paid for by the New World Order. Right, this is an impromptu episode of the Lucha Outsider Show. I am the heel that seals the deal, the villain that stays chill, the anti-hero, the IWC, your boy, Mr. Rador, and I am joined by my tag team partner. He's the analysis of the LOC. He's a straight shooter on Twitter, and when it comes to wrestling, even if they're released, he has a radar. Our double from the mean streets of LI. <laughs> hey man, what's going on? Yeah, very uh, impromptu little podcast uh, here. It's... It's late, but we had to do this because this news can't wait. Yeah, so we're gonna. It's one of I've done mini sods before, so we're gonna dub this a mini sod. But I, you know, I hit you up earlier after this news started breaking down, coming out with all these releases. So I guess you know, let's rewind back a little bit. So Fightful first reported this morning that some releases were gonna be happening and big names were gonna be part of these releases, right? Which yeah. You know, some people could read into that, and then some people was like, oh, what, like, Lince Dorado? Like, nobody's thinking, like, any, like, <laughs> big, big names. And then what was it, like, around noon that the news came out, Ryan? Yeah, something like that. It was around, it was around 11, 12-ish. Um, I don't know, I lost track because I was working. But, man, I got a huge shock when I ended up looking at my phone about a half hour after, I, after like, the news came out. I was a little late on it, but, uh, yeah, holy shit, man. That's really, uh... All I have to say. You know, there's so many different layers about this story, but, you know, the news came out that Braun Strowman, Aleister Black, Lana, Ruby Riot, Buddy Murphy, and Santana Garrett were all released. Now, this comes, I guess, on the heels, if anything, from, what was it, like two weeks ago, we got some NXT releases, and then the infamous Black Friday that we got, like, what was it, like a month or two ago, give or take? Yeah. Um, yeah, right after, yeah, right after Mania, where we had a chunk of releases. You know, when I saw this, I kind of, I couldn't believe it just for the simple fact that most of the, the, the talent that got released here were like in somewhat of not big roles, you know, like take away like booking aside here. They were in prompt roles on WWE TV, you know, Lana, the weird storyline she's been in the last year, Braun Strowman, he was just wrestling in a triple threat match for the world title in the last pay-per-view. Aleister Black was doing promos for the last month. And then he attacked Big E like two weeks ago. It's very, very shocking. I kind of have mixed feelings about it. Uh, it's always unfortunate to see talent get fired. And I think we've touched this on like past releases that WWE has done. And it's always WWE, right? Because it's never like Impact or AEW when they release talent. It's like, oh, well, it's either beef or there's like an issue or they just had nothing for them. They got released or they weren't just doing anything at all. But I think with WWE, it kind of hits differently because it's like, you know, they're a, a conglomerate, right? So it's like... You're making this shit ton of money. You're getting all these network deals that are paying you millions and billions of dollars. And you just release them like... Essential workers. Right, you're essential workers. But we're just going to fire you just like that, you know? Um, yeah. I don't know. Um, we're going to go down the names. But um, anything else you want to add on to, like, just this terrible news, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, you know... It WWE is a juggernaut. It's uh, you know uh, a big company with a lot of money. We all know that. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, I just I don't know why they have to cut people in the first place. You know, I mean, I understand that it's a business, and 
you know, they have so many people under contract that they're not going to be able to keep everybody. You know, they do releases. They've been doing releases for as long as I've been watching. I've been watching right. for 14 years now, so they've always been releasing people, and so it's normal. But, man, lately, between last year and then recently this year, which was only about a month ago when they released a, a shit ton of names, and then today, the big names... Um, it makes me think that there's something a lot yeah. deeper going mm-hmm. on here. And, and, and we'll get into that, too, because there's a lot of things floating around online. Yep. Um, but, yeah, it's uh, it's never fun when you get to see uh, these people losing their jobs. And just despite if you were a fan of them or not, you right. know, cause, uh, you know, we can get into that. And, you know, I wasn't a huge Braun Strowman fan, but I, I did not want him to lose his job. I right. didn't want to see him get released, uh, you know, like that. So... Yeah, it's just uh, just another sad day. It really, you know, I think Sean Rossap tweeted that this out too. Like, it's really deflating, you know, as yeah. a fan. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, you know, it, it really sucks to see. And, you know, despite how WWE is, we all know how the company is. We don't know how they operate. We know how creatively bankrupt they are at the moment. We know the product's not that great. At the end of the day, we're WWE fans. You know, right. if you're a wrestling fan, odds are you're a WWE fan. And to see the way the company has handled certain talent over the years is just, ugh, it's it's awful, man. It makes me so sad as a fan. So you mentioned Braun Strowman, so we'll start with him. You know, out of all the names on this list, I was most shocked by Braun being up there for oh, the yeah. simple fact that, now granted, in the last year they've given me every reason not to give a shit about Braun Strowman. And I could also say that maybe he didn't do himself any favors with some comments that he made during the pandemic when there was the first batch of releases that WWE did about a year and some change ago. He, I don't think he did himself any favors, which in many ways you could kind of even give him a congratulations now for it, but we're not yeah, going to do right. that. We're not going to do that. We'll wait about a right. week or in the next episode. Yeah, we're, we're, not con- salt, we're not going to throw salt on the wound just right. yet. We'll give him a congratulations maybe like in a week or so, but... This one shocked me because I'm. I go back to 2017, 2018. Braun Strowman. WWE had like Hogan level magic esque with Braun, and they yeah. dropped the ball completely. This guy was white hot, white hot, and they completely dropped the ball with him having him do jobs to Brock and Roman when he shouldn't have. They should have put the title back then on him. He should have been the one to beat Brock. And they fucking didn't do it to the point where people stopped giving a shit about Braun. What a miss, bro. What a fucking miss. That I that was a moneymaker right there with Braun. They missed a boat on him regardless how you feel about him now. But there's no denying how hot he was in 2017-2018. Yeah, yeah. They, he should have definitely beat Brock Lesnar. I forget what pay-per-view that was at. But I think the first time he got the title shot against Brock, he was so over, and it was just unbelievable. I mean, I was a huge Braun Strowman guy, too. I was, I mean, who, who wasn't, really? I don't mm-hmm. think anybody disliked him at that point because he was so freaking over. And they didn't pull the trigger on him. And then you really thought that, okay, this next time they have to, right? They didn't then. They didn't then. They didn't then. And then after a while, it just became like, well, I guess this guy's never going to win the big one. And by the time he actually did last year, it's like nobody even gave a shit. It's, it's just right. so forgettable, you know? And, um, yeah, it's one of the biggest misses. Uh, I mean, obviously, the company's had plenty of misses <laughs> over the years. Um, but that's definitely one of them, man. I mean, a, a guy like him, 
that is a Vince McMahon guy. Right. That is a WWE guy. You right. just look at him and you're like, that's exactly what Vince wants. And the fact that they just didn't pull the trigger on it because they needed to keep the belt on Brock, well, it, it's it's something that obviously they can't go back and, and fix because he's never, you know, even if he just does return someday, right? Like, he's just never going to be the same. He was never the same after no. more than 20 yeah, 2017 was when he was really hot. And then 2018, uh, he won the tag title at WrestleMania with the kid. Um, and after that, he just, you know, was never the same. And, and it really is a shame. But, uh, you know, it's no fault of Braun's himself. It's just, again, I don't know. I just, I, I, I will never understand why Vince didn't put the belt on him at that point. It, it really is mind-boggling. I remember WWE around that time did like a house show. I think it was like at MSG or like the Nassau Coliseum, I forget. And I remember they had tweeted out and put it all over their social media. It was a, a a picture of Braun. I think they even put out a video, if I'm not mistaken, where he's posing like Hogan and the crowd is just going nuts for him. And I remember a lot of the comments was like, yo, this is like the modern day, like Hogan-esque type figure, like just how Brock this guy is, whatever. And you had a, a star of to that level at the time. And you kind of just demean them to, like, you know, your modern-day Big Show. And that's no disrespect to Big Show, but that's pretty much what you made Braun into. Yeah, well, I was actually at at the Coliseum for one of the shows after WrestleMania 33. So it was in 2017. It was like a month after um, after WrestleMania that year. And I f- don't even know what he did. I don't even think he was on the card. Um, but he, that was when he uh, tossed... Uh, he like flipped the ambulance or whatever when Roman yeah. Reigns was in there yeah. or something like that. And uh, dude, that was nuts. I mean, that was a backstage segment, obviously, but the, the crowd in the arena just went, went absolutely ape shit. Like, mm-hmm. it was unbelievable. Everything that he used to do, when he used to, like, you know, uh, knock big things over and everything, it was just awesome. Like, it really was awesome to see, to have a guy like him just be so, you know, white hot and. Again, no, nothing really to show for it. And then his career ends this way, and it's kind of just like, well, what a wasted... I don't want to say wasted, because he did have some good moments, but overall... I it was think, a missed opportunity from WWE. Yeah, yeah, it really was. And, uh, you know, like I said, I, I don't know what they think half the time, but, you know, it's crazy. Where do we see Braun now? Listen, with all these releases, everybody was already saying, like, AW, AW, but you know what? I feel like New Japan would look at Braun and be like, yo, we need this guy in the company. Like, even for, like, a one-shot. And, and, you know, you could pretty much say this uh, when it comes to, like, the male talent. You could probably say that about every person that got released today when it comes to, like, New Japan. But do you think, like, Tony Khan is going to try to, like, send out feelers to Braun or no? No. So, with Braun, um, he did say a while ago, and obviously this is easy to say when he's still employed by the company. Now, obviously, he might have a different... Um, viewpoint on this that, that's when you said, that's when we bring out the congratulations <laughs> yeah right mm-hmm. well um he says that he would never work for another company ever and he would never work for anybody but vince and i know chris jericho said that at one point as well um and it's easy to say obviously when you're employed by the company you just think you're safe you're always going to be there i mean i looked at braun as a wwe lifer i yeah. mean i think a lot of people did and i think he himself did too i, I think he probably looked at it as as long as I'm wrestling, I'll always be wrestling for the WWE. That's just what you what you assume. And uh, now that he's you know, got released, maybe he had a change of heart. I don't know. But I just don't look at a guy like him to be passionate about pro wrestling. Right. You know, I just right. feel like he was just in it. 
I want to say he's in it for the money because I, you know, I, I don't want to label and put words in, in, in his mouth and act like I know it all, whatever. But to me, it just seems like this guy just did this as a job because of how big he is. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it was, it was a good profession for him. And I just don't think he has the desire to go anywhere else. And I would not even be surprised if uh, him and the WWE restructure his contract to where he's not making as much money as he was just so he could still be in the WWE or maybe be on a part-time basis where he only appears here and there. Um, I don't know. I, I just, because if, if not, if he doesn't restructure and go back to the WWE, I really think he's done. I, I don't know. I, I don't see him really doing anything else in the pro wrestling world. He would It would look so hypocritical if he, if he did the indies after what he said about the indies last year right. during the pandemic. Well, you know he's going to do like the conventions and stuff. Yeah, yeah, right. He'll do the he'll do the signings and stuff because that's that brings in money, obviously. Right. But you know, do I see him wrestling on independent shows in front of like fifty people, like no in chance. a gymnasium? No chance. I don't think so, man. I can't really see that. He's just a WWE guy. So unless they bring him back, which again, I don't think is out of the question at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, honestly, well, I, especially I don't think a lot, I don't, especially with Braun's case, I feel like he could come back, like a Jinder and like yeah. a Drew McIntyre. Some of the other ones on this list. I don't yeah. think that's like the same the same situation as Braun's. Yeah, I could definitely see Braun returning to the WWE at some point. It'll be like a big pop, like for like the well, maybe not a big pop, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it, it would be a surprise, I guess, because I don't think a lot of people, like I said, are, are talking. About, everybody's talking about well, where's he going to go next, and I don't think a lot of people are thinking of the fact that like, well, he could he could come back. Like, it's not like when they release these people, that's it. Like, they'll, they'll never end up coming back. And we've obviously seen people come back. But we've also seen people like Drew McIntyre go tear it up on the indies and then mm-hmm. show WWE, oh, wow, this is what we missed on. WWE obviously posts what they have in Braun. This was strictly a budget cut. This wasn't, this wasn't, he didn't release him because they didn't have anything for him to do, okay? He was just in a WWE title match like two weeks ago, for Christ's sake. Right. So it's not like, it's not like they had nothing to do for this with, with this guy, and I'm sure they didn't want to cut him. Um, but I guess budget cuts, they had to look at somebody like him, and they're obviously not going to release a Seth Rollins or a Roman Reigns. So they looked at him probably and, like, you know, he's making a ton of money. He's got a huge contract. I heard he was under contract until 2023, mm-hmm. right, making huge money. You know, he's one of their top stars, and they just had to cut it. And, uh, you know, who knows what's going on behind the scenes, but. Like I said, I wouldn't be shocked if they restructure their deal where he takes a year off and eventually comes back because I just, I don't know. I don't see him going anywhere else in, in the pro wrestling world. I really don't. Keep in mind, they released, what was it, like six individuals. So you have Braun, Black, Lana, Ruby Riot, Buddy Murphy, Santana Garrett. So yeah, six individuals, right? Three women, yeah. three men. Yet Eva Marie is still under uh, contract with the other V. Like, I just yeah, want to put that yeah. out there. No, I know, I know. They, they, they're making room for her, but they're cutting so many of their female talent. I mean, male talent in general, but specifically female talent. Right. To the point where there's only seven active women on the SmackDown roster. Oh, there, my God. Oh, okay, so is, you mentioned sad. So you mentioned SmackDown, so I think we should go on with this name, Ruby Riot. I've, <laughs> I've been a big fan of Ruby. I feel like she's yeah. so underrated. I feel like yep. she didn't get her due... Going back to NXT, I feel like her NXT run wasn't even all that like oh, yeah, how no, it should have been. Incredible. I think she just stayed longer in NXT, got like a run with the title, and then move on to Raw and SmackDown. And man, that's another situation is like you don't really know what you have. I think Ruby Riot could be a top heel or a top face in the women's division, and they missed the boat on Ruby Riot, and it's sad, man. It's really really sad because she's such a great worker, and a, and she has yeah. a great look too. I. 
really just, I mean, it, it's she's been in, I think she's been in WWE for like five or six years now, mm-hmm. which is crazy. I mean, God, where'd the time go? But in that time span, I feel like a lot of people forgot how good this chick really was before she got to WWE. And I, I'm not going to act like I was a hardcore fan and I, I watched every single one of her matches. But I remember when they signed her, um, you know, looking at some of her highlights and stuff. And man, she was unbelievable. And uh, then, you know, did not really do anything in her whole entire WWE run. And again, not her fault whatsoever. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, you know, the Riot Squad, right? They, I don't think they never won the women's tag titles. Um, she obviously was never a champion in NXT. She was never a champion on the main roster. Nope. Really, she was injured most of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, really, like, her run was a complete failure and I, you know, it's just like, what a waste of time. You know, I mean, Hey, she got paid. She got to be, you know, on the big stage of the WWE, which I guess for some people that's cool, you know, and that's good for them. Obviously, if you're a pro wrestler, WWE is the end all be all. It's the goal for a lot of people. Um, but you know, you're going to look back on Ruby Riot's run and, and, and what are you really going to say about it? I mean, what did she do besides the riot squad? You know, that was great. Um, but ultimately like, then they got split up. They went to separate brands. So, and then they got back together. But it was right. just like, it was just kind of a waste of time. So I can't wait to see where she goes next. And there's so many options. Yeah, um, with her, you know, got it. Yeah, AEW like, is, is a possibility. Impact. The Ring of Honor is doing the women's tournament mm-hmm. now. Um, there's a lot of a lot of places that she and, can go and also, to. So. And also, her doing like let's say, kind of like a handshake deal, like we've seen a lot of these. Um, talents do now with like you know obviously the rumors of leo rush supposedly having a handshake deal with with um aew now and he's done business with mlw ruby Riot could do the same thing kind of just bounce around a different promotion also do the indies too you know indies now that things are opening up indies is going to be like a you know a hot commodity again um do you think she'll go back to her indie name uh heidi lovelace or do you think she'll do kind of like remix like maybe like Ruby Lovelace or kind of remix her WWE name with something else. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, I, I I would say that she's going to go back to Heidi Lovelace. Because mm-hmm. um, she did make yeah, a name I mean, for herself in the indies before WWE. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I think, I think incorporating Ruby or Riot into that or something like that would be cool because obviously that's how people are going to know her by now. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I think she'd probably go by Heidi Lovelace because that's, you know, what, what she was before. She, I think she's the only one out of all of the releases today that hasn't said anything on social media yet about the release. So um, well, you know, I hope she's taking it okay. And I, like I said, the sky really is the limit for her because she has so much potential. And, um, you know, I just feel like she didn't get to show it for the past five years. I was reading somewhere online, uh, one, of the, one of the reports I was reading today, saying that a lot of people were actually shook about the Ruby Riot release because oh, they said she was like so yeah. well liked and well loved and well praised yeah. and for her to just get released like she's a piece of shit it's just like what the fuck yeah no there was um, a lot of the women were posting like stories and stuff about how loved she is backstage and see this, this is the part that we don't we don't see or we don't know about as fans and you know a lot of people can say oh I'm not a fan of that person or oh I hate this person's character on TV oh I I, I change the channel whenever this person comes on but these people are good people behind mm-hmm. the scenes. Apparently, Ruby Riot uh, did a lot for Bailey. She posted this on Twitter about like how she sent her flowers. Um, she uh, let, me, let me let me bring it up specifically, so I'm not just trying to guess here because I did read it earlier. And and this was only one of the examples of uh, 
of many, many good things that were said today about Ruby Riot. So she says uh, she got all the dog moms roses on Mother's Day, sent flowers to Bailey when her grandma passed away, organized locker room birthday parties, sent a gift to Chelsea Green from all of the women when she got hurt, uh, made Jess, who is um, Billy Kay, a video to tell her we miss her and and is one of the greatest wrestlers out there. So, you know, that just goes to show right there. It's a small little example of how good she was to everybody. Uh, so she's just a really good person. And, you know, a lot of people were shook about this because these came out of left field. They yeah. came out of nowhere. You know, I mean, you're never prepared to get released. But when it, when it happens like this, which is like out of nowhere, it's kind of just like, Jesus Christ, you know, like, it's just unbelievable. <sighs> well, I'm almost positive Ruby Riot. Heidi Lovelace will bounce back and she will get work. And the good thing about this with all these releases is, hey, their 90 days clause will be up by All Out Weekend. That doesn't mean they're going to show up at All Out, but they could show up in these independents that are happening All Out Weekend. Well, well, they do have that. uh, They did announce that there's going to be a women's battle royal on the pre-show of All Out again this year like it was uh, at the first All Out. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, man, I don't know. It's Like I said, it's not out of the question. I think she'd be a great addition to the AEW women's division. I really do. So there's so many great opponents out there. And with all these releases, like every single one of these people will find work elsewhere. So like, I think the biggest part of why these people would be upset about leaving WWE, I I guess you could say the money, but also too, because obviously they make lifelong friends there Mm -hmm. and, you know, and just like for them to all these people to constantly lose their friends who they're constantly traveling with on the road. I mean, that's, that's gotta be the worst part, but as work itself, the wrestling world is, is booming right now. It's, right. it's the best right. it's ever been. So mm-hmm. in terms of work, I don't think anybody should be worried or upset about not finding work because there's plenty of opportunity out there. It's ridiculous. Well, speaking of missed opportunities, once again, um, you know who got dealt a bad hand in their WWE run? And that's Buddy Murphy, okay? Uh, yeah. This guy, his in-ring work, I compare it to Kenny Omega. I think that's how good uh-huh. Buddy Murphy is. And yeah. what the fuck, man? He killed it in the Cruiserweight division in 205 Live. You, in many ways, you could say the only reason people would even watch 205 Live is just to see the matches between him and Ali. Yeah. And you drop the ball with him. You kind of make him a lackey to Seth Rollins. And then you pair him up with Aaliyah Mysterio that's like uh-huh. 10 years younger than him. And you kind of have like this weird like love storyline only for us to just completely forget that even happened, right? And then kind of tease that he was going to return Rollins again, only to not be seen again. And, yeah, now he he's without a job after you pretty much had him doing, like, a whole bunch of shenanigans. Keep in mind, go, I also want to point out that Buddy Murphy had excellent matches on SmackDown with Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns, all right? What a fucking missed. Um, but you know what? I think the future is bright for buddy murphy i would love to see him in new japan that's my number one i would love yep. to see him um him going to new japan i think he could tear it up over there i think new japan would utilize him to his full potential but right now with the new japan situation it's not really good but that's you know that's where i would love to see buddy murphy in new japan yeah that's what sucks right now is new japan is not the ideal destination right now mm-hmm. with covid um with you know, COVID's still out there. The fact that you still have to quarantine, the fact that they're still uh, having trouble over there in Japan with, you know, um, state of emergencies and stuff like that. 
um, as well as the company itself, which is in complete shambles at the moment. Uh, you know, they really just don't have a lot of uh, guy jeans and, you know, like foreign stars going over there. Uh, it's really just a mess. So, like, I just don't, you know, obviously these people are going to want to work, you know, after the 90 days are up, right? So I'm, I'm, I don't think Buddy Murphy is going to run to New Japan, right, you know, when his 90 days are up. So that's where I would love to see him as well. Um, but again, it just, it's a shitty time right now. Well, and I hope we do get to see him there, but right. turn, and you know, eventually, but right out of the gate, I don't know. I mean, I could definitely see impact bringing this guy in. Um, I could def I could see him in AEW. I know a lot of people say, Oh, not everybody can go to AEW. And I definitely agree with that. But I think there's three people on this list that should be going to AEW and it should be Buddy Murphy. It should be Alistair Black and it should be Ruby Riot. Um, you could even make the case for Santana Garrett, too. And we can move on with her also. I think Santana Garrett, I think she's great. I think she's really, really good. Yes, um, yeah. Her her WWE run was forgettable, but she's... Was, a, even, was it even a run? Right. <laughs> it's ridiculous. But, why, why did they even sign her? Right. Um, but you know what? She's a really, really good wrestler, and I could see her in AEW or Impact making an impact, you know? That's how good I think Santana Garrett is. I see more high hopes with Santana Garrett than I do with Chelsea Green, in my opinion. It's just unfortunate. You know, a lot of these towns, it's like kind of going back to what we said a couple weeks ago, on, I think, on the podcast. Some of these towns, WWE just signed because they didn't want them to go to the competition, which was AEW before AEW even became a thing. Yeah, that's exactly why they, they signed somebody like Santana Garrett. And, you know, I, I had a feeling that this would come back to bite them in the ass. When you hire too many people, eventually you can't keep everybody, and you're going to have to release them. And this is exactly what happened with Santana Garrett. I mean, what a waste. She didn't even... I think she appeared on Raw um, a few times to get squashed by by somebody like Nia Jax or whatever. She's Even before she got signed with WWE, I feel like she was just an extra to come in here and there. But in NXT, I mean, my God, she, I don't even think, was even on NXT TV more than, like, three times since they signed her. I, I can't remember anything that she did. It's kind of like she, like, was she even signed? Like, I, like it's just such, it's unbelievable how you sign somebody and you literally don't use them and they're barely seen. I guarantee if you, like, a bunch of the casual fans out there that, that don't really know, like, a lot of this talent, right? Mm -hmm. And they, they see Santana Garrett gets released, they're probably like, who the hell is Santana Garrett? Right. Because, right. because really, I mean, we didn't even get to see her. And yeah, like you said, they, they, they hoarded everybody just so they couldn't go to the competition. But realistically, like, if you're not going to do anything with these people, like, why do you even care? And now, I mean, it's funny how they, how they sign everybody because they don't want AEW to, to have them, right? Or the people that ask for their release, they don't grant their release because they don't want them to go to AEW. But yet, they have to make these budget cuts and they basically just gave the competition all this talent. So it's kind of just like, I don't understand this company at times, but Santana Garrett is definitely somebody I could see in the AEW Women's Division. Um, she was an impact at one at one time. Um, she, was in she, the, was under, she was in the, the NW, she was on the NWA also. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, again, Ring of Honor, I keep saying Ring of Honor because they are doing this women's tournament. And I'm not, honestly, I haven't checked it out. I don't know where they're getting this women's talent from, but... Um, I'm assuming this is going to be like going all summer long. And again, it sucks that the 90 day no compete clause is a thing, but I could see her going to Ring of Honor if Maria Canellis wants to make that women's division, you know, meaningful. You know, you got a lot of women's talent out there. You're not, again, not everybody can go to AEW or Impact because, you know, we can talk about Impact's women's division too and how it's so great and everything, but they, they have a lot of women's yeah. talent there. Yeah. How much more can they realistically sign? 
it's 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 getting crazy. So um, yeah, she's another one that has a lot of upside to her, and it'll be interesting to see where she goes uh, next. Santana Garrett could also pop up in that Casino Battle Royal at All Out. You know, cause yeah, yeah, just because she pops up in the Battle Royal doesn't mean she has to sign a deal. No, no. I mean, we, we saw a bunch of talent in that first Battle Royal, like mm-hmm. uh, Tenille Dashwood. Mercedes Martinez. Yeah, and they didn't sign. Mm-hmm. And I don't really know how many people are in that Battle Royal, but I'm assuming it's more than what they currently have on their roster. I don't know how many active women's wrestlers they do have, but I'm sure they're going to need a few surprises here and there. So it could be somebody like a Chelsea Green, like a Ruby Riot, James, or like, you know, uh, Santana Garrett. Today's June 2nd. I'm going to officially say Ruby Riot is going to be the Joker card all out weekend mm-hmm. for that Battle Royal. You heard it here that first. You heard it here first. That's nice. a, that's hey, I'm, I'm all for it, bro. <laughs> all right. I am all for it. As um, long as she's in it, I don't even care. She doesn't have to be a uh, joker. She could just be in it, and I'd be happy. You know, I, I want to see all these women in it, to right, be honest right, with right, you. Right, because, right. Um, you know, it, it's fresh opponents, and it's to see them in a different, um, you know, setting. It's, it's really intriguing. Let's talk about another female. Let's talk about Lana. She got released as well. And you know what? This might upset some of the, the I guess... I won't call them peckerheads because peckerheads are usually like the ones that are always like you know like but I guess like the AEW like loyalists. How about that? I'll say that I would not be surprised even for a one off or for like a short term deal. I would not be surprised if she's paired up with Miro in AEW. Yeah, I mean, I know I saw some people saying that online. I guess it's a possibility. Um, I don't know if I see that to be honest with you. Um. But if if not that, then what or where for Lana? You know, I mean, I, I you know, and again, this goes back to you know she's a really good person. I'm sure you know she's very loved backstage. She was there for a while. She did a great job with Rusev during that whole entire run. Obviously, not the greatest wrestler at all. No. Obviously, her acting at times is very cringe. No. Um, so, like, where is she gonna go? She's not gonna go anywhere I, else if it's not AEW. That's it. Yeah, listen, if AEW brings her in, she's going to be strictly a manager. I don't mm-hmm. see her wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, no, I'd be fine with that. I really would because I don't want, you know, I don't hate Lana. I, I, I don't, she wasn't somebody that I looked forward to watching on television every single week, but I right. also don't want her not to have a job, you know. So if she can get peer, paired up with Miro again and, and they could be reunited and she could be his manager, uh we all know AEW loves managers. Okay? They love to have those mouthpieces. You know, they got smart Mark Sterling with Jade Cargill. Don't even get me started with that crap. Uh, but, you know, so yeah, in that case, I could see them bringing in Lana. And, um, you know, I, I hope they do. I, I really do. Because like I said, if she doesn't go there, then I really don't see where she goes. You know, Impact is, doesn't look like that. that could be a possibility. No, no. Because uh, it goes against, you know, everything that they... Think about women's wrestling, and Lana's just not in that category of a knockout, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. I, 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 I guess I could see it. So, let's move on to, like, I guess the second big name after Braun Strowman. And I guess this is the one that has the most upside out of all of them. No, no, no. You know what? Let me rephrase that, because I think they all have upside. But I think the one that has, like, a lot of buzz to them, that it's going to be, like, in Hide the Man. I think it's, you know, Allison Black, Tommy End. I just wanted to point this out, because I saw this online. The second these releases were announced, a lot of these peckerheads are like, oh my god, yes, Tommy End is back. I'm like, can we like let this like settle 
in for a bit. Like, I know we're excited for, like, what the future holds for some of these towns, right? Some more than others. But can we just stop for once and stop being a mark and just kind of, like, yeah. like, be a human for once and be like, well, they just lost their job. Maybe I should stop being selfish and be like, yes, Tommy End. Unfortunately, yeah, there's, there's, there's a lot of people that don't separate the human element from, you know, being just a fanboy. I mean, right. like, I saw somebody tweeting at Baron Corbin today about how, you know, oh, WWE releases Aleister Black, but not Baron Corbin. <laughs> and, 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 and Corbin, he quote tweeted and said, I don't understand this, why you would want anybody to lose their job. You know, we're all humans. Mm-hmm. And listen, I can't stand watching Baron Corbin on TV, okay? Right. But again, do I want him to lose his job? Absolutely not. Right. Absolutely not. I, I, you know, again, like, that's just... That separates normal people like us and these, you know, smelly, you know, double chin losers that, you know, just sit there behind the computer screen and talk shit when, you know, they, they just think they could say and do whatever they please. And they just don't take into consideration that these people do this for a living, you know? It's just, it's just so stupid. I really hate that. I also fucking hate when people make stupid comments or they just comment something just to comment on a post but won't even like your post or won't even like do it. It's like... Why yeah, are you writing yeah. a comment on my shit? But whatever. That's for the peckerheads, the marks, the uh, the people that yeah. want to get themselves over, but they're just fucking losers. Nonetheless, let's get to the topic of Alistair Black. This one I also found odd, too, because we were just seeing fucking vignettes on this guy for the last uh-huh. month. He attacks Big E, and then a week later, this guy's fired. <laughs> yeah, well, and that just goes to show that these obviously weren't planned like mm-hmm. that far in advance. He's kind of really came out of nowhere i'm sure this really just kind of um started brewing probably as early as you know maybe yesterday uh and today you know, i don't again this wasn't planned for over a week they didn't sit there and go well we're gonna release alice to black after this like this obviously was just something that happened so you know yeah it's it's odd timing because they did just bring him back to tv he he, he literally just returned by attacking biggie and um you know just they put a lot of stock into his promos it looked like it looked like this was it. They were finally going to make something out of this guy mm-hmm. <laughs> ever since he, he got called up. And then this happens. Um, I actually did tune in this afternoon. Um, he was on um, Thea's uh, Twitch stream. Okay. And he was talking to everybody and you know just talking about it. And he was as humble as humble can be. This guy is uh, just great such dude. a good dude. Great yeah, dude. I, I, have you, you've met him? No, but he just seems like a great guy. Yeah, I, I met him uh, in Phoenix when I went to the Royal Rumble in uh, 2019, and this dude could not have been any more chill. Mm-hmm. I mean, holy shit. Um, this is a dude that you literally wouldn't want to just, like, chill and drink beers with and just, like, talk to for hours because he's just, like, such a chill, down-to-earth guy. And you could tell that while watching the, the Twitch stream, but he had nothing bad to say about the WWE, praising everybody in charge, Vince, um, Triple H, uh, Bruce... Uh, Paul Heyman was a, was one of his biggest supporters, and um, he basically said, like, people have good experiences at WWE, people have bad experiences. He said he had a great one. He really, he said, you know, obviously these past two years did not go the way he wanted, mm-hmm. but there's nothing that he can do about it. It is what it is. He can't control it, and uh, whatever happened, happened. And I just thought that was a really good attitude to have for somebody like him, who has every right to be really frustrated and pissed off because this dude was a star in NXT and had star potential all over him and they did nothing with him. So the fact that he chose not to go that route 
I was as humble as humble can be and was thankful. That really tells you something about the dude. And he posted a nice thing on Instagram too that got me insanely hyped at the end. Yeah, you know, oh, yeah. Now, now I'm being a marker. Right now I'm being a marker. Yeah. It says, rest in peace, Alistair Black, long live Tommy. Tommy and I'm not yep. going to lie, I, I marked. So this is where I'll, I'll also um, mark out a little bit. You remember the back and forth um, tweets between Alistair Black and Andrade? Like, I think it was right after Andrade got released. Once that released, yeah. Andrade said something about Alistair Black, like, praising him and saying, like, something down the lines, like, I hope to see you down the road or wrestle with you yeah, again, yeah. Tommy End. And he called him Tommy End. That means we're going to get another Andrade-Tommy End match. <laughs> and um, we could potentially get another Buddy Murphy-Tommy End match, too. Yeah. But this time, yeah. we're gloves off and not, yeah. like... Listen, you got to give us 10 minutes and this, 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 and that. No, they get to, like, do whatever the fuck they want. And it could be for a championship this time, not just to, to wrestle, just to wrestle. Because it's right. great. We all, know they can, we all know they can kill it. But give them a championship to fight for. Give them a big stage and, you know, watch them freaking kill it. So, with Tommy End, because we could pretty much put the Alistair Black name to rest. Yeah. I would love to see him everywhere. I think uh, you yeah, know the most yep. popular um, you know place is AEW, right? And I think they could do justice with him in AEW. But you know what? I would love to see Tommy and pop up everywhere. I'm talking about AEW. I'm talking about Impact. I'm talking about Ring of Honor. I'm talking about New Japan. I would even love to see him in MLW. I would love to see Buddy Murphy in MLW. I want to see guys like Buddy Murphy and, and Tommy and I want to see him everywhere. Uh, <laughs> but where do you think he's gonna pop up? Um, yeah, I would love to see him work everywhere, um, initially, but obviously he's gonna, at some point, settle down and sign with one company, you know, he, he can only float around for so long, I think, you know, the fact that he's been in the WWE system for so long, and he, there's so many fresh new opponents of the Indies, and Impact, and Ring of Honor, and New Japan, AEW, that I would love to see him go everywhere, but that's also what we thought about John Moxley, right, we thought he was gonna go everywhere, and then he immediately signs with AEW. Yeah, but, revivals, can, but you know? could also make the argument about John Moxley. He's like, yeah, he signed with AEW, and that's his home base. But he's done New Japan. He's doing no, independence yeah, like GCW. Yeah. He's like about to right. have a fucking death match. Right. We just don't know when. <laughs> well, we, we, we thought, though, in the beginning that he wasn't going to just sign right off the bat with another company. And he right. said that, too. He said he didn't plan on it. And the same thing with the Revival. They literally said, um, you know, they wanted to go to Impact. They wanted to work. Uh, the North, they wanted to work the Briscoes and Ring of Honor, and then AEW comes and, and they, they sign with AEW. And I'm not saying now they can't go to Impact because I'm sure they still could or whatever, but point is they signed with AEW. Right. So I just feel like AEW, if they're going to make a play for one guy, it's got to be Aleister Black. And uh, I just don't see him signing with Impact. Uh, you know, not, not to say he can't appear for Impact. I just don't see him signing a deal there. No offense to Impact. I just feel like he is just way above that. He is just, uh, I, don't, I just don't see the fit. Ring of Honor, yeah, no. Um, <laughs> New Japan, again, this goes back to what we said about Buddy Murphy. Is like It's tough to go to New Japan right now. And why would he sign with New Japan when he could sign with AEW right. and still work New mm -hmm. Japan? That's, that, that's the best deal because you get to sign with a company in the U.S. to be your home base, and then you can make appearances for New Japan. You're right. not committed to being in New Japan, signing there, and, and having to, you know, be there for months and months on end, where you right. have to be on all these tours and stuff like that. You know, a guy like Jeff Cobb uh, is doing that right now. You know, obviously, he's just, he's signed with New Japan, and he's 
there for, you know, I, I guess he lives there now for, for the time being. I just don't see Alistair Black doing that, especially right. with Fia here and everything. So um, the uh, most obvious place has got to be AEW. They, they have to make a play for this guy. And, uh, God, man, the amount of dream matches that we can get. Yep. For not just in AEW, but everywhere, but specifically AEW is just unbelievable. I mean, and I think AEW would give this guy the proper platform to be a mega freaking superstar. Um, so really, I, and I hate to be one of those guys, oh, he's going to AEW, because that's what everybody says about everybody. But in this case, I find it hard to believe that he won't end up there. Because again, I just don't see where else he goes. And you know what it is, too? It also goes with, like, when you have that much hype, like, you really got to pick and choose where you want to make your first appearance, right? Because, like, uh-huh. look at, like, a guy like, um, I was going to call him Zack Ryder, but Matt Cardona, right? Like, he showed up in AEW, and it was kind of like, whatever. Like, nobody really gave a shit, and then he ended up going to Impact, and still nobody gives a shit about him, you know, yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. He hasn't made an impact at all whatsoever. And yeah. while I'm a fan of this guy, I could say the same thing about EC3. When he showed up in Impact for the first time, like, after the releases, people were buzzing, like, oh, shit, EC3's back in Impact. But he kind of just signed, like, a short-term deal. He had a cup of coffee there. He went to Ring of Honor, and nobody's talking about him no more. Right, right, right. Well, that, that's exactly it. Uh, I, I, you know, I just can't see Tommy End falling into that category. I can't see him going to Ring of Honor. Hell no. He knows he's bigger than that. Even though, again, I, would, like even I, said, though I would be, like, all for, like, a Roosh match, a Dragon Lee match, and also a Jay Lethal match. <laughs> no, yeah, totally. Uh-huh. I, I mean, I'd be down for all three, but... But signing there, right, and right. that being his permanent home, I mean, talk about just going into, you know, you basically... You, talk about a congratulations. Talk about retiring. <laughs> talk about <Really>. a congratulations. <laughs> yeah, for real. Oh. And like I said, going back to Impact, like I said, no offense, uh, no offense to Impact. I do, I do like Impact. I, you know, they're, they're great, and they have the right people in charge. But Tommy End's bigger than Impact. Yeah. And it, it, AEW just seems like that place for him to be a mega superstar. Uh, AEW and New Japan flip flopping around. I just that that that's what I see him doing. <laughs> Watch like like four months from now, he shows up like a triple mania or something, and we're completely wrong about all this shit. Yeah, right. Yeah, and I forget about all these Mexican promotions and stuff like that. But but even if he does go there, right. it's, again, it's not like he's signing. Right, like that. right, right. So, like is signing and, and and appearing are like two different things. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Like I said, I, I just don't see this guy. Though I know, like we say, oh yeah, we want to see him go everywhere and float around and do right. everything. But companies are going to be at this guy's freaking, like, they, they, they're going to be calling this dude's phone off the freaking hook. I just feel like he's not going to be a free agent for that long, you know? In a perfect world, he just shows up at GCW and becomes a deathmatch wrestler. <laughs> 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 I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Oh my um, god, he'll go back to PWG when right. they start running shows again. <laughs> um... Before we talk about, because I know we want to talk about, like, what the speculation, like, these releases now, what the speculation is it, happening with WWE or what could potentially happen with WWE. Do you have any predictions on who else could possibly be released? Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, uh, why well, I guess maybe for right now, things maybe are settling down because I did hear that after this news came out, um, I think it was Sean Rossap or might have been Andrew from the Matt Men podcast. Um, that said more was coming mm-hmm. and I was waiting all day for it and nothing came. And then Sean said that he didn't hear any update about anybody else getting released, but I'm sure there is probably going to be more people. And a couple people that came to my mind that I thought were getting released today were Keith Lee, Ricochet, 
Jeff Hardy, uh, Shinsuke Nakamura. I th- those are the names I thought right away were getting canned. Um, I, I could see them getting rid of all those guys. Uh, I don't know. Those just ones came to my mind. I feel like Jeff Hardy's probably making a little bit too much money for what they're using, like what they're doing with him. I feel like his WWE run is done. It's over with. Ricochet, um, and it seems like that guy that's doomed to be released. Keith Lee just seems like he's never come back to television at this point. And Shinsuke Nakamura is just another guy I look at it as like a pretty big name. It's probably making a decent amount of money, mm-hmm. but I feel like they just really have no big plans for it that they wouldn't mind cutting him. Well, Braun Strowman was like a big name that I think a lot of people were shocked with, right? So I yeah. think when a guy like Braun Strowman gets released, I think nobody's safe. No one's right, safe because right. Braun Strowman was a WWE guy. Right. What do you think about like some of these higher tier talents? I'm not going to say Roman Reigns because he's like the Universal Champion, right? And, and he's pretty much untouchable. But like, I don't know, dude. Like, they just signed Cesaro to like a big money deal like a couple months ago. Right. I don't want to say Seth Rollins just with the fact that with his ties with Becky. So I think Seth Rollins is safe. But like, he's safe, yeah. I don't know, like, how about like guys like Cesaro or like a Sami Zayn or like a Kevin Owens or like even an AJ yeah. Styles? Yeah, yeah. A guy like Sami Zayn, I could definitely see. Um, oh God, I mean, see, like, see, like, I don't, I don't know whether to be like, oh yes, or like, because like Kevin Owens is like my favorite wrestler in WWE, mm-hmm. so it's kind of like, I, I'm enjoy, I enjoy him in WWE, but at the same time, I'd love to see him back with his buddies, you know, right. in AEW or something like that. But it's just like, I obviously don't want to get released from WWE, but uh, yeah, I mean, really, like you said, nobody's, nobody's safe, and yeah, I mean. I could definitely see it. I mean, Cesaro, yeah, you're right. They just signed him to a big deal. And, I mean, Braun was just in this in a title match on the same pay-per-view that Cesaro yep. was at, so that doesn't really clearly mean anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I could definitely see it. So, I don't know. Let's just hope, though, that we wake up tomorrow and we have a good day and we don't see anything. Uh, just because, I mean, man, how many more hits can we possibly take? I mean, this is. I know this happens every every year around this time, but right. we already got this a few weeks ago. We already got the Samoa Joe, Mickey James, Iconics, and a release, you know, day. And now we have to get this shit. It's like, when is it going to end? And obviously, it'll still bring us to our next point of why we think all this is happening. But mm-hmm. Yeah, man, I don't know. It's, it's uh, I don't know how many more big names I could possibly release. It's, it's, it's getting scary. It's just... And I guess we'll touch on it now, but when you think of WWE and of them potentially selling their company, like, I know the UFC did it, but this is the WWE we're talking about here, right? Yeah. Like, a wrestling company that was, like, passed down, like, he bought it from his father, Vincent Kennedy McMahon Sr., and now it's just like, what the fuck, like, the potential sell, like... I don't know, man. It just feels so weird to me. As much as like we criticize WWE for th- some of the things they're doing now, whatever, and their booking and how their TV is not all that great. You know, Raw is fucking unwatchable. Like we don't even talk about Raw on the podcast. But uh, you know, put all that aside, it's like, what the fuck, man? Like it feels kind of weird thinking about like WWE pot- potentially selling to like a major company. It doesn't feel real. I'll tell you that. But you know what? A lot of people that are shooting it down and um, you know shutting it shutting out those you know rumors and, and or thoughts and or those ideas that you know I've been seeing floating around I feel like don't you know just say oh no that's not going to happen I mean obviously for years a lot of people have been saying oh yeah right Vince is never selling Vince will be in charge until the day he dies but listen 
with all that's been happening lately, this mm-hmm. is a very realistic possibility. Um, you know, they just they, they they sold the WWE Network to Peacock. Okay, uh, that 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 should have been probably sign number one of you know things possibly taking a turn for the worst. You know, they they got rid of their network. They sold to, to NBC's Peacock. And, you know, Vince obviously is getting up there in age. There was rumors going around at one point that he wasn't in the best uh, uh, shape health-wise. I don't know if that has anything to do with it. Yeah, I mean, I I think that they are looking to potentially sell if they can. Um, It just makes sense given to the fact that they got rid of all this big, you know, these big contracts and things like that. And uh, so all the moves they've been making just – points points you in that sort of direction you know and whether they sell to a company like espn or like disney or something like that um i don't know i just feel like it's a really realistic possibility and it's just (laughs) it's unbelievable it really is crazy to to even think about well i don't see espn or disney buying it i feel like that's not gonna happen i think it's between i was giving an example i think it's between two companies i think it's either gonna be nbc universal because they have so much invested on WWE or Fox. Yeah. It's between those two. I don't see ESPN, Disney being ten, a contender here just for the simple fact that it seems like their business relationship ended kind of sour. I mean, things could change, always yeah. could change, but, yeah. but it seems like they have really good relationship with both Fox and NBC Universal. And then we also have to throw in the Nick Khan factor because Nick Khan is heavily. Part of the reason why a lot of these releases are happening and all these changes are happening, you know, behind the scenes when it comes to like a business standpoint. So, um, you know, in, in many ways, a lot of people are looking at Nikon as like the heel of all this. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, yeah, I mean, for, you know, first this guy is talking to New Japan Pro Wrestling, you know, apparently last week, and now he's possibly involved in, you know, something that like a major shift within the company of possibly selling it. You know, and, and um, I could definitely see. Yeah, I mean, yeah, NBC is probably the front runner if 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 they if they are indeed selling. We, we don't know this. We're right. just speculating, like everybody potential, else. Potential, potential. Yeah, you got to think NBC is probably the front runner because they have the Peacock, um, they have the network already, and yeah, they've invested heavily. And then yeah, Fox obviously gave them that big deal for SmackDown, right? And uh, so they're obviously really interested. So, man, I just. I just hope and I pray and I just I just want this company to be in good hands. I just want this company to be better. I just want it to go back to the way it once was. I don't know if I'll ever get to that point, but just be, be be watchable, please. I mean, be better than you are now. Take care of your talent. Get the right people in place because I'm sick and tired of seeing this talent get treated this way. You know, I mean, every single time somebody signs with WWE, I don't want to be moaning and groaning that one of my favorites is now going to be treated like shit. Or not be used, not to be seen on TV, and then get right. released after six months. Like it's just like I care about the WWE a lot, and I know a lot. A lot of people love to shit on it, and we shit on it a, a good amount too. But at the end of the day, we both really care about it. I mean, mm-hmm. I give them all. I've been giving them my money for the past. Right. You know, you went to WrestleMania, right? I'm always the one that's been like, oh, I'm going to WrestleMania, no matter how bad the product is. I'll never, <laughs> you know, I'll never pass on going to WrestleMania. Right. You give me a, you give me SummerSlam here. I know it's not going to be, but I'm just giving an example. If you had SummerSlam in that life, dude, I'm running to buy tickets, bro. Right, and I'll be right, there. Right. Like so, it's like I will never not you know jump at the opportunity to give them my money and and support the talent and support the company. But sometimes they make it really difficult, man. And uh, I just like I said, I hope whatever happens, they do end up selling this and that. 
they just got to get the right people in charge here mm-hmm. because uh, until they make changes at the top, nothing's going to be different. I just feel kind of weird that the fact that, like I said, this is all speculation. Where this is just a potential sale that could possibly happen. But if indeed does happen, I just feel kind of weird. Like, man, it's really not going to stay with a McMahon, you know? Uh, as much as, like, we crap on Vince and how he's, like, he's lost it completely, whatever, and... You know, his creative just sucks. But, man, you would think in theory it would go to, you know, Shane or Stephanie. Or, you know, you could say Triple H because he's done such a wonderful job with NXT. And just for the fact that it's not going to have the McMahon name attached to it, like, as ownership. And it could potentially, right, because this is all speculation, be part of, like, this other global conglomerate. From a business standpoint, I get it. That's all great. But from, like, I guess, like, a wrestling standpoint, like, a wrestling purist... You're like, what the fuck, man? Yeah, it would be super weird. It's, it's almost, I mean, I don't really consider it a wrestling company at this point. Uh, you know, anyways, I haven't in a long time. But it's almost like, yeah, like you're basically like, it's not a wrestling company anymore. It's purely showbiz. It's purely entertainment company. It would definitely be weird. I know and we shit on Vince a lot. And obviously he's way out of touch. And he's the reason for all this. And he's really just tanked this company. And, and it's really... <laughs> You know, just driving into the ground at this point. But, I mean, do, do we trust somebody else, potentially, that might not even know anything about pro wrestling? You know what I'm saying? Like, I, like it's just like the grass ain't always greener on the other side. So it's like we, we everybody's so desperate to get rid of Vince. But if it's not somebody like Triple H or Shane or Steph taking over, I don't know, man. I, I'm a, I'd be a little nervous to see who ends up taking over, you know, and... Well, you Gosh, think? You, I mean, I, well, you would think in theory, right? They would keep Triple H like as that Dana White role, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, obviously, he's just not going to go. He's not just going to leave the company. So, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess you're right. So he'd probably still make the decisions when it comes to like booking and stuff like that. He just wouldn't be the owner. Well, he right. obviously wouldn't be like you know the the chairperson. It's, just, like it's just so weird, bro. It's all very confusing. Yeah, it, it's like I, I don't want. I hate to talk on it. Like I like I know what I'm talking about because clearly I don't. Okay, uh, I, I don't know what goes into selling a company as big mm-hmm. as the WWE like this. But yeah, I mean, if it, it would just be super weird if Vince isn't the guy, and I, I really can't picture it. So it's one of those things where it's like I gotta really see it to believe it. And again, this is only just a rumor, but right. you know. Right, right, right. Things are going to get interesting over the next, you know, <sighs> I mean, want to say, you know, year, few years, you know. I don't know, man. I kind of hope that it doesn't happen. I don't know why. I just. Yeah, no, me too. Me too. I kind of wish, like, somehow Triple H, Shane, and Stephanie kind of just convince Vince, don't sell it. Like, you know. This is your baby. Like, this is, you know, it your needs life. to stay here, as a like, family business or whatever. Like, don't get me wrong. I think. Vince is a money guy, so he's looking at, like, you know, I'm at that age. I don't know how much I got left. Maybe I should just cash out, you know, now, but, like, why? Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, I definitely get it. You know, obviously, well, we all know he loves money, but, um, you know, I understand why they would look to sell. But, yeah, from a fan standpoint, it, it's just not ideal. It's not something that we should all want no. to happen as no. much as we don't want Vince in charge. Uh, I don't really think we want it, you know, and to sell the company necessarily to an outsider, so, again, only time will tell, but, you know, like, so things are going to get real interesting here, and especially, especially, like you just mentioned, if they end up releasing other guys, other top guys, like a Cesaro or a Kevin Owens, something like that, then there's def. I mean, I already think there's way more to it, but then, then it's got to be clear as day that a lot more is going on 
and it's a lot deeper than just budget cuts because there should be no reason that a multi-billion dollar company as big as them mm-hmm. should be making these cuts. Like, they, they don't need to. Listen, to be honest with you, I'm surprised I didn't see Bray Wyatt in that list. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I mean, it's it's he's he's the last man standing out of the whole Wyatt family. Unfortunately. It's, it's, unfortunately, well, yeah, unfortunately because Brody passed, Rowan got released, Braun released, so... Oh God, it's 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 unreal. It really is. It's crazy, man. It's it's just with with the releases that we got today, and I guess just the like the major because they were major names, you know, especially with the Brown one, and then just hearing the, like these this news or this rumor of a potential sale. It's just it's like a weird episode of the Twilight Zone. Like that's just the best I way know. to describe it. It's just weird. I know. It is, it is weird, and you know what I was thinking too, because like Braun Strowman is so over with the kids, right, like he's like obviously, like, you know, kids nowadays, they watch WWE, they look up to a guy like Braun Strowman, right. and um, you know, I know when I was little, I used to go on the WWE website all the time and read the news and stuff like that, but I don't know if uh, this generation does that, you know, necessarily, and I know a lot of people have iPhones and stuff like that, but I'm thinking like, you know, the really young kids that look up to a guy like Braun that have his t-shirts and stuff like that and, and all that stuff, you know, they're not going to obviously mention that he got released on, on television, right? You only know from going on the website or, you know, having Twitter and stuff like that. I wonder what a little kid is going to think when you don't see Braun Strowman on the TV anymore, you know? Like, well, what is he going to, th- where is he going to think he went? You know, like, I was just thinking about that earlier today. I was kind of like, we didn't have Twitter. If we didn't have access to the internet and all this type of stuff, mm-hmm. they just released somebody as big as him, who literally, like you said, was just on TV. Right. Same with Lana. Same with you know Alistair Black. They just release these people, and you never see them again. It's like, what must these, some of these kids that like watch WWE programming think when they don't see these people on TV anymore? Like, where do they think they went? You know. Well, listen, which you you brought an interesting point because you know WWE is like the family wrestling show, you know, out of all the fucking wrestling promotions, right? It really gets you thinking, like, how will a kid, like, like, kind of wonder, unless they have, like, you know, well, now, I guess you could make the argument now, nowadays, kids are just so smart, they could just Google everything, but... Right, right, kids but, have iPhones, kids right, have right. access to all this stuff, yeah, but, like, you know, I'm just saying, like, some, maybe some don't, and I, I really, I don't know, I, I don't even know why I thought of this, but it just made me, got me really curious, and even, like, you know, like you said, families that could go to the stuff. I'm sure, like, if a mother and a father bring their son to, like, WWE shows, you know, obviously pre-pandemic, and, like, Braun Strowman was one of his favorites, right? And, like, you know, the parents have to explain to the kid, like, oh, yeah, he's not he's not in the company anymore. Like, that's just got to be so weird, you know, for a guy, like, as big as Braun, because a guy, like, as big as Braun has, hasn't got released. Like, I can't think of anybody as big as Braun that has gotten released, yeah. you know, you know, like, it's it's pretty wild, so... I'm telling you, when I saw the name and I saw the picture, the graphic of Braun Strowman, I'm like, yeah. no one is safe. No oh one's gosh, safe. I know. Unless you're like, unless you're like Roman Reigns or like a Seth Rollins. And and, and the only reason I, I even throw Seth Rollins' his name is because it's Becky Lynch tie. Because if that tie wasn't there, I don't even think Rollins would be safe. Yeah, yeah. I mean, who knows, honestly? Who, who really knows? Like I said, I... I mean, if Rey Mysterio wasn't a current tag team champion, he'd probably be canned too. I just feel like, like I said, all these guys that they, they're making big money that they don't really see having futures there. Like I said, that's why I brought up Jeff Hardy. Um, you know, Braun Strowman, maybe they, they figured they got everything listen, out dude, of him that listen, they possibly wanted to. Listen, Dolph Ziggler uh, and Robert Roode ain't tag champs no more. One of them could get released. 
And I'm leaning. Oh, Dolph, I'm convinced Dolph Ziggler's never getting released at this no, point. No, I'm leaning more towards Robert Roode than fucking Dolph Ziggler. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, really. I mean, what, what is he doing outside of that tag team? What has he done since he, mm-hmm. he's come up from NXT? Besides, you know, outside of winning the U.S. title for a brief period of time, he hasn't really done anything of relevance. So, I mean, yeah, you'd think they'd look to cut those type of people, you know? It's just so odd when, when they when they look at guys like Samoa Joe or an Aleister Black or a Braun Strowman. But you know what? I guess those are the guys that are making the most money, right? Mm-hmm. So that, that's ultimately what it comes down to. So so I guess we could pretty much crap on the whole Zelina Vega rumor then. Because if they just... Yeah. If they just yeah. released Aleister Black... Yeah, right. I don't see. I don't see her walking right. back through the door. And listen, I mean, yes, I know couples have worked in different companies at you know at the same time. Like you know, that one goes their separate way, and one goes yeah, the other. So right. I'm not saying that can't happen, but it's just like, hey, yeah, we're gonna try to work you, you know, work you to come back. You know, we're gonna try to make things right, and then next thing you know, they they fire your husband. Yeah, you might as well throw them both in a revolving door. Like literally, she she got released, and he was there, and now he's released, and she's thinking about going back. Um, but yeah, I I would probably put that rumor to rest at this mm-hmm. point um, because that would just be so odd and really awkward for her to just come back to work and I, I don't know I just feel like she there's nothing left for her to do there too Andrade's not there so like right. why is she going back anyways you know so yeah and, and listen they would be a cool power couple you know right. for AEW resource or the Indies or something like that so um, I, I, I'd probably safe to say that I don't think she's going back this has been kind of a depressing episode bro <laughs> Yeah, unfortunately. It, it's it's unfortunately. had a, a very mellow tone. Don't get me wrong. I, I wish all these talents much success outside of the WWE. Or if they somehow return to the WWE, um, that would be great too. But man, yeah, just yeah. with the with the rumors of the potential sale and then just these people losing their jobs. It's like, man, today just wasn't a good day. It's, it just sucks. But, you know, if we could end end this on a, on a light note or try to make a joke out of all this... You know, two things. We should have known Braun was doomed the second they put green goo on him, okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or, or when they gave him uh, the train noises. Right. And also, wow, yeah, I completely forgot about that. And two, just keep in mind, put this in the back of your heads, that while we've gotten massive releases in the last like month, month and a half, two months, Eva Marie is still works for the WWE and has not appeared yet on WWE television, but she has a contract with the company and is getting paid. Yeah, like I said, they have seven uh, seven active women's wrestlers on SmackDown currently right now. They're getting rid of all of their good talent, like the Iconics, Mickey, Chelsea, Ruby, uh, Santana. Um, I honestly thought Liv Morgan was going to be on that list today, yeah. too. Yep. But, um, but yeah, and they're making way for Eva Marie, baby. Gotta, gotta just... Gotta, gotta wonder, you know, what goes through their mind. I mean, really. Because oh honestly, God. I would assume that she is going to be making a decent amount of money, too. If, mm-hmm. you know, if, if she's coming back, you know, and if they're going out of the way to bring her back, I gotta assume they're giving her, a, you know, a decent amount. Right. Uh, which is absolutely mind-boggling. Giving her a decent amount to do what? I don't know. But, yeah, I mean, you know what? <sighs> this is WWE for you. Yeah. This is just no. This, they're clueless. No explanation behind anything that they do. That makes no sense. All right, Ryan. Let's try to end this on a on a happy note. Ryan, give me your plugs in. All right, at Lucha Outsiders on Twitter. Um, I've been pretty active on there all day, retweeting a bunch of stuff, um, giving my opinions and my thoughts on there. So, uh, and I know a lot of people were interacting, uh, which is always cool for me. So, 
Thank you, everybody, and definitely follow it um, at Royal underscore Ramble underscore Wrestling on Instagram. Of course, Brian's all over the releases and giving his opinions and giving his, uh, you know, throwing out news, too, if you don't follow, if you don't have Twitter, if you don't follow Fightful or Sean Ross app or anything like that. Brian's always uh, posting what they post on there, so definitely give that a follow. And uh, the Wrestle Radar Instagram and Twitter. Haven't really posted much on there because I'm focused on the Lucha Outsiders page a lot, but um, yeah, give it a follow. All right, some quick house cleaning before uh, we wrap this up. We did an episode this past weekend, but Leo decided to post it up, not tell anyone. So right now it's like uploaded on our SoundCloud, but it's private. So you guys should be getting that episode if you want to go back and just kind of hear the conversation we had on Sunday on Facebook Live, our normal episode. That should be on the podcast feed by some point tomorrow. This will drop immediately after we're done recording. You can follow me at RadarSys87, but make sure you follow us at Lucha Outsiders everywhere, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And that is it for Ryan Radar, for the old man Leo that's not in this conversation or this episode. I'm yours truly, Mr. Radar. Till next time, keep it Radar, and stay too sweet. Goodbye! And good night!